Virginia double dribbled. <laughs> we all know that. But hey, since we're on the subject of Old Dominion and things related to Osei Lane and traveling violations, I think it's a great time to finally talk to Rochi. That's the Commonwealth born and raised and educated. We're talking university and tech. Ron Tarochi, old hot rod himself, the man with the prestigious keys to the Alabama Transportation Assistance Program, the celebrated Auburn traffic engineer, too humble to honk his own horn. So we're about to do it for him. Beep, beep, baby. Well, I have a wonderful electronic invention I want you to see. It, it looks something like this. Oh. 1.21 gigawatts. What the hell is a gigawatt? <laughs> You're listening to the Hashtag Getting Podcast, brought to you by Auburn University's Samuel Ginn College of Engineering. Hello, loyal listeners. It is I, Jeremy Henderson, a communication specialist at the Samuel Ginn College of Engineering's Office of Communications and Marketing, and you are listening to the award-winning Hashtag Getting. Drop a beat. <laughs> That's what I had to say. <laughs> award-winning. Hashtag getting the best. Why, why did that. it take us this long this, to I do that? The award-winning. Uh-huh. Hashtag That's perfect. Really, yeah. uh, the best podcast in all of higher education officially now. I mean, it's been a while coming. I mean, we've known it deep in our hearts. Since and, day uh, one. Since <laughs> that first episode, David Roosh started it all. I'm about to. I love you, man. Anyway, we've, we've come a long way, and uh, where we are right now, I'll tell you what. First off, the man that I love here is uh, Austin Phillips, I love you director too, of uh, aforementioned Office of Communications and Marketing at the St. Begin College of Engineering. We are joined today by a man whose name I love to say. Man, we are rhyming a lot. I love it. Mm. Rod Tarochi, with perhaps the best named professorship we have. I mean, one of them, right? Yeah, um, James Madison Honeycutt. That, that's, that's a great. That's name. a great one. Uh, the Mountain Spirit. Mountain Spirit. Mountain Spirit. Yeah, you, you. That's that's a tough that's one to beat. To, that's hard yep, to top. That's a good Rod, one. Rod, hope you're up for the challenge. Yeah, welcome, Rod. Thank you. You are a director of the Alabama Transportation Assistance Program. You do a lot here. It's a name that gets around. Uh, traffic engineering. Why are we trying to engineer traffic? Because it seems like we should be. Trying to make a joke here, guys. <laughs> Fighting the traffic. <clears throat> we are part of the Rod traffic. Rod Yes, we <laughs> are traffic. We are the traffic. Okay. Well, so uh, we have coming up a uh, we've got a transportation conference here. A big one. A big one. 63rd annual. Now, Rod, have you been to all 63 of these? <laughs> I'm not as old as I look. I guess I've been every year since 2002, which is how long I've been here at Auburn. And you play a significant role in this conference now. What, what's your what's your role with this conference? Well, that's what they tell me. But, uh, <laughs> and they make you do all kind of work, and it's exactly. got to come with a title. The unit that I direct, the Alabama Transportation Assistance Program, we coordinate, organize, try to make sure no balls get dropped in terms of the operations of the conference. Well, y'all do an amazing job. I went to this thing last year, and it is so well put together. And when we talk about a thousand of you know engineers working for every Department of Transportation, working for every facet. Um, they're there, and this mm-hmm. thing is packed. I mean, Auburn has branded itself. We we are the transportation leader in the state of Alabama, if not southeast, if not the nation. And it's um, of, uh, and, like, and this yeah. man right here is playing a huge part in that. So awesome conference. So looking forward to it next week. Now, Governor Ivey is going to be there, right? 
Yes, usually the governor does attend, as far as I know. She mm. plans to be there and give an address, I think, on lunchtime on mm-hmm. Tuesday. Yeah. Auburn grad. Being introduced by Steve Taylor, who's our associate dean for research. Uh, and the governor, too, a, 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 a big proponent of what we're doing here in the civil engineering department at Auburn. Um, you know, the governor's office has really been a, a big supporter of uh, our structures lab that's coming on. Uh, so seeing the governor get behind what we're doing here, awesome, like you well, said. So what are we doing here, right? I mean, like, what, what, what what's an average day like? Are you out there counting cars? Don't you don't you count cars? Students do Students that. count the cars. <laughs> but I mean, you know what I mean? Like, what goes on with, like, a traffic engineer? Right. Traffic engineering is pretty unique profession. It's probably as much art as it is science. I've been playing in roads since I was a little kid, so I kind of knew that's where I was headed. But really, as long as we all try to travel somewhere, you know, if we leave the house, we become part of traffic in some form or another. So if we can apply a little bit of engineering mindset to try to squeeze as much juice out of the system that we have out there as we can, hopefully it's better for everybody in terms of some of the performance measures that traffic engineers look at, like how safe is our system doing and how efficiently is it operating. Well, so go, go ahead, ahead. No, 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 go ahead. No, no, no. no, no. I, I'm going to defer. You're the, the director. <laughs> I, I want to know more about the Alabama Transportation Assistance Program. Uh, talk about some of the work that you that you all are doing uh, in that realm. Sure, ATAP uh, has actually been here under a couple of different names since the inception of the program back in 1983. So I guess about 36 years ago. Uh, What we do, our mission is to provide cost-effective training and technical assistance on transportation issues, primarily to local governments within the state. So that's city engineers, county engineers, and their staffs. But also attending our workshops, we have just as many people from the Alabama DOT, ALDOT. We have a lot of private engineering consultants, so we really have a, a pretty broad audience of folks that come to the workshops and conferences that we run. So can you give an example of like one of these solutions that just really, really work, you know, some a trophy in the case, you know, for some local municipality municipality that y'all have reached out to or y'all have collaborated with and some sort of problem that's been solved? I just like to think of real world scenarios here. I'm just not, not that bright. All these terms. I need some concrete images in the old old noodle as do i jeremy that's true (laughs) um you know for example one of the counties in the state needed some technical assistance on how to properly install signs on some sharp horizontal curves that had a crash history that might be higher than expected on a road like that so we went out to the site with this county and took some measurements along the roadway looked at what's called the Manual and Uniform Traffic Control Devices or METCD that's what specifies signage requirements for horizontal curves and gave essentially assistance or advice to that county engineer on what type of signs need to be installed and where. Ultimately, the goal for that is to have better safety performance on that section of roadway. Well, so what what, what determines that? Like, what's the what what plays in? What factors play into? Like, at what point does the sign need to come up? I mean, what are we, what are we measuring? All right, Jeremy, we're going to get a little bit of engineering on Love here. It. There you go. Let's but, get the crayons, get really the crayons really out for Jeremy. Yeah. <laughs> it's really just going out there and taking some basic measurements in terms of the geometry of the roadway. What's the radius of the curve, for example? How sharp is the curve? And then taking a look at what speeds people are traveling, taking a look at how steeply cross-sloped or banked that the curve is. And all of that goes into a relationship that determines ultimately what is the maximum safe speed for that curve. So for this series of curves that we looked at, we determined that for each one of those curves and gave that county the information they need to sign it accordingly. 
Well, and you've also done some work. Uh, I know you and uh, Hugo Zhao from uh, Civil Engineering as well um, had a $600,000 grant to study wrong way driving. It's, I know it's a 30-month project, so we're real early into this project. Um, but talk about some of w- what you're looking at there. Mm-hmm. The wrong way driving is an issue that's gotten a lot of attention nationally in recent years, even though it makes up a relatively small percentage of crashes. They tend to be very severe. What we're talking about is folks who enter the wrong way on a, on a freeway ramp and end up going the wrong way down a high-speed facility on the wrong side of the road. So what we're looking at is developing some innovative solutions in terms of how we inform drivers that they have made that mistake, which may end up being fatal, trying to provide them information along the roadway in terms of different devices and sensors and so forth, and taking a look at ultimately with this project, what kind of guidance we can give to road owning agencies like state DOTs in terms of what they can do resources-wise to put out there on the roadway to try to minimize the risk of these crashes. And I know you, on four ways a lot of times, I mean, you'll see those si- the wrong way signs on both sides of the road, and you'll see them multiple times. Of And, you and know, sometimes I think I'm going the wrong yeah, way. Yeah, I know. I'm sitting there thinking, like, you know, am I going this, the wrong it's, way? It's throwing me off here. But, again, I guess you you got to have this because if you have a, a crash uh, in a wrong way incident, you know, I'm sure the increase, the, the fatality increases exponentially it is substantial and the data bear out i think exactly what you would suspect is those crashes while rare tend to be very severe certain populations and situations are overrepresented in those so whatever we can do to ultimately save lives out there that's, well, that's say the for alcohol project. or something what's one of the biggest contributors to that was it just improper communication it, you know, it's a variety of things. Sometimes even from the very crash reports that we study as part of this research to try to figure out just what happened, it can end up being a little bit of a mystery. But for example, Jeremy, you mentioned alcohol-related crashes. And yes, those type of situations are overrepresented in wrong-way driving crashes. Also, involvement of older drivers, involvement of particularly young drivers as well are overrepresented in those crashes. Mm. Well, and then with the cell phones that we've got now, you know that has to play a, a major part in some of this now. People are... You, you know, I, I see somebody up in front of me. I'm Back in the day, you would say, uh-oh, they're drunk. And now the first thing I'm thinking is they're texting if you can see them swerving. So. What, what, is, what are some uh, solutions at this point? I mean, some uh, just ideas as to how to fight that kind of thing. I know you had brought, you know, talked about signals and letting them know. So what are, what are some ideas? Exactly. You're, you're going down that path. If we can have a sensor network deployed, for example, at these, uh, I guess they would be off-ramps that people are entering in the wrong direction, um, then we can have some types of signs that illuminate, some types of markers in the pavement that would illuminate and flash, anything to really grab the attention of those drivers that have made that mistake. If we can grab their attention before something unfortunate happens, uh, that's what we'd like to do. So, Rod, you are not an Auburn grad. You're a Hokey. Uh, and then, coincidentally, you got your PhD at Virginia. So, are we a Hokey or are we are a Cavalier? All over the place. Wahoo. All of the above. All of the above. Okay. All of the above. You know, and that's interesting that you point that out um, because in coming to Auburn, I didn't really have a prior connection with Auburn. I grew up in Virginia. Uh, but when I was at a stage where I was looking for faculty positions, uh, you know, I saw that Auburn had an opening and I knew that Auburn had the strongest civil engineering program in the state and among the strongest in the southeast U.S., I would say. The fact that Auburn is a land-grant university with that joint mission of instruction and research and extension or outreach and that sort of sense of purpose and mission that the universities with these traditional strengths like Auburn uh, has was really attractive to me. 
it's a college town, and college town's a cool place. It is a good place to be. With the discipline, your your chosen discipline and field right now, the autonomous stuff that we're also working on, autonomous driving is going to be coming into play now. Hopefully, that would uh, you know pro, uh, pro, preclude a lot of um, wrong way going up the ramps and all that jazz. So, how is that going to be factoring in to your work in the coming years? You think, if at all. That's a good question. There are a lot yeah, I of people. It was. Yeah, there you go. You did it, Jeremy. Came to me. Well, mark that Came date. Came to me. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, we're eleven minutes in. Thanks mark for joining that. us, Rod. <laughs> you know, a lot of people are looking at how automated and connected vehicles can really help improve safety, and there are a variety of folks that have studied it and tried to estimate that benefit. I don't think there's a general consensus yet, but in the coming years, as more and more of these vehicles enter the marketplace. I think everybody agrees we're going to see substantial safety benefits because what we can really do is reduce the human error aspect of crashes. Uh, depending on whose studies you look at, some folks have estimated as many as maybe 80 to 90 percent of crashes theoretically, potentially, could be eliminated by a fully automated fleet. Now, we're probably a full generation away from that stage, but any steps we make in that direction are good. Folks that study road safety will say that, and this is pretty unanimous among the studies, over 90% of crashes, human error is either the primary or secondary factor. So if we can make a big dent in those with the progress that technology and what it seems like folks are looking for out there in vehicles, that's a good thing. Why did you get so passionate about this? What what started this that you wanted to go into this yeah, this field? Playing with roads as a kid, is that what you said, or playing in roads? Actually, both. Both. <laughs> playing in the street. What was happening? I know. I wouldn't necessarily condone that anymore, but that's uh, what that, happened. That's you know? what we did back in the mm-hmm. day, you know? Exactly. Car. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Game <laughs> on. You know, one of the stories I like to tell students in my classes when they say, so what interested you in this field is, well, I must have been at some point when I was really young getting in the way in the house when my mother was cooking. (laughs) So one of those times, you know, just getting under all kinds of mischief, I'm sure. One of those times, my mom said, Rod, go play in traffic. <laughs> and I guess I took it to heart, you know. Did she actually say that? She, she actually did? Go play in traffic, son? I don't recommend it, but it's okay. I didn't go play in traffic, literally. I did so figuratively, be it matchbox, cars, Lego towns, playing in the sand pile at the end of the driveway and creating mm-hmm. roads there. So my interest in this really goes back well, as like long I as I still, can remember. When I go to the doctor's office, I still like getting in those little, little elevated tables that for the kids and everything with the little like train tracks and everything. I still like playing around with those, so I can see the appeal. There you go. And some of us never lose that interest, right? Never. Not yet. I want video of this, please. (laughs) There's got to be some security footage at the American Family Care of you playing with the blocks. I want to get back to this conference. So so this conference, you know, we got a thousand people coming in next week. Well, by the time we air this, this will. Sure. This will be tomorrow and Wednesday mm. um, at the Renaissance Montgomery. And uh, we're going to start this thing out on Tuesday. Uh, Anton, Anton Schindler, uh, who is the Mountain That's Spirit the mountain Professor spirit guy, yeah. uh, here at Auburn, uh, he'll welcome everybody. And then Shaylin Bot, uh, is it Bot? Yes, sir. Yes, uh, President of Intelligent Transportation Society of America, uh, will also deliver a. Uh, deliver a presentation after that. And then we've got Tim McCartney, one of our own, 1980 uh, civil engineering. He's the chair of the Alabama Workforce Council. Uh, Tim, his wife, Laura, are both Auburn engineers and uh, brother Mike, father Mike, 
just an awesome Auburn family that supported Auburn Engineering. So he's going to deliver a presentation titled Workforce Development in Alabama. Uh, and then, like Jeremy said, we got the governor going to be there speaking. Mm-hmm. Uh, all kind of presentations in um, – on both afternoons, I know Randy West from NCAT, director out of NCAT, will be giving one. Jack Montgomery, um, who will let the cat out of the bag. We, uh, mm. we we will have someone very close to him working with us soon. So yeah, we're, we're excited about that. that. So we're excited for old, Jack uh, as well. Uh, Marcus over here on the uh, the keys uh, will be there, right? Marcus will be there yeah, documenting be there. with some photos, with some, with some videos. So just a great program that uh, you've put together here, Rod. And um, – I, I know Wednesday too. The session on uh, what what went on in Birmingham uh, with the 2059 uh, project that that's going to be really cool to see how that come that that came together. You know, you spoke about putting together the program, and that is really the the contributions of many many people. Back in September, we go down to the Aldot Central Office in Montgomery and meet with a group of a dozen people there representing a cross-section of everything Aldot is responsible for and get their input on topics and their ideas of what to cover. And then after that, a group of faculty within civil engineering get together, chew on those ideas a little bit, throw in a few of our own. Maybe it's an opportunity for us to talk about some of the research we do here as well, and then break down the conference into a series of technical sessions where we reach out to the speakers and ask them to present at the conference. So we also have involvement with a wide range of industry uh, organizations representing supplying industries, contractors, et cetera. So it's really a wide spectrum of folks that provide input in, term, in terms of the uh, content of the conference. Yeah, and I mean, and this covers everything from roadway design, asphalt, construction, bridges, highway safety, uh, city and county engineering, transportation, stormwater management. I mean, it, it, uh, it has the gamut. And like you said, some of these private uh, industri- uh, industry partners, uh, Perry Hand with Volker spoke last year, all, another Auburn grad. So uh, th- this thing is Got them all. Again, when we talk about Auburn is the transportation institution in the state of Alabama in the southeast. <laughs> we know that. We know that. That's right, Jer. Um, you know, th- this conference is absolutely just a- as comprehensive as it come. And when I say a thousand people um, from across the state, we're, we're, I mean, we're talking about federal and state, road building contractors, general contractors, researchers, you, you name it, faculty members. Uh, just What's the uh, traffic just, light at? Look at this <laughs> hey, place. It is the most efficient, efficient transportation. Get me in, and Marcus got there out. last year. In and out. In and in, out, baby. In and out. Yep. There is no other event like this in the state Absolutely. during the year where we awesome. gather, like you said, nearly a thousand transportation professionals, about half of whom are LDAT employees, and then all the other folks that are stakeholders in the transportation system. And you mentioned a lot of the topics covered in the program. I wonder sometimes if folks who use the transportation system, which is pretty much all of us, have a sense of how wide a range of expertise it actually takes to maintain, to build, to design, to plan that system long term. It's all those fields and so much more. It was so fascinating for me. I mean, in la- and last year, um, you know, the gas tax, before the gas tax went into, before I even knew that this was something that was coming, you know, that was something that was being discussed at this conference. So it gave me a heads up. Hey, th- this is something that's going to be. Ha-. But it, again, you know, just being a citizen, they tell you, hey, we're going to raise your taxes on gas in a state like this where we don't have mass transportation. You know, selfishly, you're like, you know what? But then at this conference, you hear what this money is going to, and you hear how we're all going to benefit from this, how it's going to decrease fatalities on the roadways. Um, I lost my brother in a car accident. This is something that really means something to me. So the work that we're doing and, and all this planning and all this at the conference, A plus. Amazing. Well, that, I love it. 
I appreciate you saying that because everybody has some sort of story about how their lives were affected by something in the transportation system. I think you're right about that, Austin. So, folks at this conference, we are all stakeholders in this. As a matter of fact, you mentioned the gas tax increase that was passed last year. We have several presentations related to that at this year's conference in terms of funding opportunities that provides for ALDOT as well as local governments. We'll have folks who are senior uh, administrators in ALDOT, as well as some of the county engineers presenting on how they plan to use the additional funding generated by the gas tax increase. Let's tighten the focus a little bit here before we come to a close. State to local, all right? Auburn, what are some of the worst spots? You know, we, we the Chick-fil-A, you know, episodes uh, for years and years and years, backed up on Magnolia as far as the eye could see. Uh, roundabouts. Uh how do we feel about roundabouts? Well, as a scientist and an engineer who likes to look at data and use that to make decisions, in a lot of cases, they're a good idea. You're a fan? In general. kind of Euro to me. Well, you know, the Europeans are ahead of us on some things, perhaps, Jeremy, and maybe roundabouts, that is true, but the Not data. freedom. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for joining us, Rob. <laughs> but the data definitely show that roundabouts save lives and not only reduce crashes, but for those that do occur, make them much less. Yeah. Scary. And I mean, the, the one that's, you know, of course, one that's a hot topic over in Opelika uh, now. Right, um, right, right. But but then again, one that's really been in the talk is here on College Street around Farmville. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's one of those. It's a blind spot over a hill. And that's, that's that, heading out to, toward your uh, neck of the woods. Yeah. Right? And, and, and again, that it's, you know, it's not necessarily wrong way, but getting into the oncoming traffic that the, the, it's really increased fatalities in that area. So that is something around about it while while it may be inconvenient and people might have to take some time to get used to it that's going to save lives and it's going to save a lot of money of people that wrecking their cars and just backing up traffic you're right um, it saves lives and saves money to the point where one of my daughters came through that very intersection yesterday and told me she had just seen the aftermath of, aftermath yeah of the crash it's there. all it's all the time so i mean the auburn Eng- the city engineers you know they're looking at that and that well have you heard about the one in opelika that's causing all the problems like locally people are talking about and, and every night seems like there's some truck that's uh, blocked. Have you, have you heard about this one? If it's I don't the one know where it is. There's but. one under construction, I think, at the intersection yeah. of uh, Gateway Drive and Society Hill that's Road. It. Is that it? And yep. some of the stories I've heard in the news, I think, are related specifically to issues going on with the construction. And anytime there's road construction, there is an inconvenience to the traveling public, for sure. But what I hope folks will see is there's short-term pain for long-term gain. And hopefully, once that facility opens soon, I believe, we're going to see the crashes almost completely go away. I love it. Do you follow the speed limit? Generally speaking. War Eagle. <laughs> Ron, thanks so much for joining us. This has been great. Again, uh, informative. They always are. But uh, this one, this one's pretty rad, too. And uh, again, the uh, the Honeycutt professor. That's pretty awesome. It is. You know, you mentioned Jim Honeycutt, and I will mention that he is a graduate of Auburn Civil Engineering Program, right, 1950, right. I believe. And he was the third generation in his family right. to be Auburn Civil Engineering graduates. So there's a strong that loyalty component there. That's a ways. <laughs> He's a 50, 1950s grad. The road goes through Auburn. War Eagle. That's right. War Eagle, Th- Rod. Thanks a ton, Rod. Thank you all.